What's up, oh arrogant one? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been like a month since you've been on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's been your, a while. Uh, yeah, your hair is growing, you know, time for a haircut. <laughs> How was uh, Christmas with your imaginary brother Rex and the rest of your family? Was Christmas there... was good. I yep. ate a lot of food. Oh. I, I can't remember the last time I ate that much food in, in like two, three weeks. Oh, yeah. Reindeer bowls for everybody. There we go. Traditional. <laughs> we actually Christmas had reindeer. Food. We actually had a lot of reindeer meat. So. Yeah, and don't forget the Almost. whale blubber and uh, the delicacy <laughs> of the reindeer balls. We don't have whales here. Uh, yeah, but you're near the ocean, so there's probably some whales there. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where you are. Anyway, Max, this is the first time you've been on her, and we're gonna drop our new intro that uh you actually helped do a lot of so let's get on we have some we had a big race this weekend we have some news to talk about so let's drop that intro yeah man nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. It's hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say but it's definitely worth a listen and our pick can you stop whatever you're doing join your host Letty the great with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our city. hey after that race that i watched this morning i have to talk about it here we go 100 bucks right here 100 throw oh no <laughs> i like it Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 162 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Left to the Great. And over there is the arrogant one, Maximus Mortimus. What's up, Maxi? How you doing? Good. Been building my, actually, my new car. Ooh. I don't know if you have heard of the Mayako. Uh, this is it. Almost done. Just radio trace and putting diffs in and engine and so on. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the plan was race. the plan was JQ was going to build my car, right? You know, that was the plan. Well, he built the shocks. He built the shocks, and that's as far as we got. Uh so I have to finish building that. But welcome back, Max. Uh it's it you haven't been on her for a minute. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um yeah, Max, our new intro. I remember. So quick story. I got to tell this story about our intro. So it was like, hey, we want a new intro for the NNRC. Max only wanted it to be 15 seconds long. I was like, eh, no, we can't wrap up 160 episodes in 15 seconds. Then I got him to move it up to 30 seconds. Then I was like, well, you want all these voice drops in her, Max. So we got to move it up to 40. So it's a minute and 20 seconds now. 
and yeah. I love it. People think it's a little bit too long, but that's fine because I think it encapsulates, <laughs> you know, I think it encapsulates. Surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I think I wanted the intro to encapsulate us. I think it caught us, it caught me, like it caught my daughter, you know, I'm her watching RC race. She came riding across, you know, and a little bit of our avent, our aventures. I was about to say in Spanish, aventura, adventures in RC that we've had, you know, shooting guns, um, going to Bolivia and them doing some wild dance. All this type of stuff is just travels from that JQ and I have been on and you. So I like the new, uh, in, in the new 15 second, uh, intro 15 seconds times times 10 almost. And yeah. Max kind of just well, gave up on trying it for it to be short. Like he just was like, all right. Yeah. When, when, when Keenan was like, Hey, we need all this stuff to be in. I was just like, okay this is never going to be under 30 seconds so <laughs> but i like it and it pays some tribute to yeah, our it's patrons it's and nice. um i still don't have the guy's name who made it up um but i got an rc guy hit me up he mixed all the music and the voice notes and all that together and then we got zach who did the uh who's been helping out with rcgp and and max was very involved and he got the video done so thank you for that i appreciate that i like it we're gonna stick with that for a little while and um yeah so with that said guys this is one of our monday recaps of races and news and before i go on i'd like to say thank you to a few people and that's uh i'd like to say thank you to the nnrc squad around the world it's 2022 you're gonna see more of us excuse me ah my palate was dry <clears throat> excuse me i'm better now so uh yeah thank you to all the uh nnrc squad around the world we can't do it without you guys we greatly appreciate the support what you guys give us shout out and say and thank you to the patrons of the nnrc we greatly appreciate what you guys do without you guys we couldn't do this either you help keep you know keep some bills paid and stuff like that so we greatly appreciate help pay max you know all this type of stuff his big giant salary that he gets from being on a podcast you know <laughs> and um well at this point when i'm studying it's actually in percentage wise it's actually a huge part of my income <laughs> yeah he probably buys a bunch of ramen noodles off his salary and probably enough to buy a case of beer i haven't actually checked if you have even paid me it's on my paypal oh yeah check that make sure we get you get paid uh and if you guys wish to be a patron uh and help max get some more ramen noodles uh let us know uh we appreciate all the support that we have i, I think we need raw to... uh, rice noodles yeah i think everybody wants us to do a nnrc fantasy league thing yeah but i have no idea how to do that but i would like to do it to patrons so we'll see how that works and uh we'll see all right also we have awesome companies that believe in our podcast and think this is a great place to advertise and we're going to say thank you and shout out to them. They are Invisible Speed. They are our main sponsor this year. TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs RC Racing Tires, Mayako, JQSM, new sponsor for all your uh, charge lead needs, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willis for all your traction needs with his traction tonic, Racecraft USA, Get Pitted with the Command Module, uh, joining us is Clinic RC, Tony Newland. He's also a co-host. He was on last week, our last show, uh, when we looked at the CRCR race. CRCRC race, he has an awesome uh, new oil-less filter for 8-scale, which I think is going to take off. Seems like a lot of people are getting them. Uh, JTPRC, we're going to talk about that because he's, he's, he put some teasers up of his new engine. And I'd like to shout out to RCGP, 
who I think they're going to be opening up their sign-up soon. I actually was helping test out the new sign-up system the other day with House of RC. It's pretty straightforward. So people should be able to do that. If you have a profile on House of RC, it makes it so much easier. So I would suggest you guys go and sign up um, and make a profile on House of RC. If you haven't, if you want to join RC2 in March. And yeah, special shout out to RC Kevin, David Ronafalk, and the doctor who's been racing a lot, Alex Hagberg. All right, Max. So yeah, um, real quick, tell everybody how your Christmas was because you have not been on her since Christmas. So just give us a little synopsis of Max Mort's Christmas and then we'll move on to some RC news. Uh, I just didn't do almost anything. I just watched <laughs> movies, uh, ate a lot of popcorn actually. Uh, really? Now I'm a huge fan of popcorn. So What type of popcorn do you like? salted um just a tiny tiny bit of actually no butter i like when when you just do it in oil it's better so opinion. you're making popcorn we're not talking about microwave popcorn here we're talking about where you actually make uh, are you not like both, a popcorn both. connoisseur not a popcorn connoisseur oh. uh, i uh just i mean both is fine for me popcorn is popcorn but no butter that's that's just uh, you know um funny thing when pure stuff you know? Yeah, you know, I thought you might have like a kettle and be getting all into kettle corn and all this type of stuff. You know, me taking your popcorn <laughs> needs seriously. But funny true story, when <laughs> Joseph and I <laughs> when Joseph and I were in Peru, right? Uh, which I found to have the, probably some of the best cuisine I've ever eaten in my life. I was never thought Peru would have that cuisine. So for their apps so they must have about twenty-five different types of corn in Peru. You know yeah, what I mean? Like big kernels, small kernels, black corn, purple corn, blue corn, red corn. You know, they got it. All different types of corn. In fact, they make a corn juice, which is really good. So what they do for appetizers in this restaurant is they take different kernels of corn and like cattle pop them. So that like, it's like a seed that's popped, but still crunchy on the outside. You get what I'm saying? So we got big like kernels of corn like that. that are, oh, we mashed up this. That was the best, just a little bit of salt on them. I think... I think I'm not not Peruvian one, so obviously, but I've tasted uh, uh, corn like that, and it's it's crazy good. Uh, it's very yeah, yeah, you rare. Know, like, it's very the, rare to get somehow. Yeah, so crazy good. People should. That was try one it. of their um their appetizers at this one restaurant that we went to. So yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, you're back. 2022 is on us, Max. We're going to be super busy. We just had a big race this past weekend. Oh my! Mm -hmm. It's Monday. I set the internet on fire this morning. You know, if my biggest losers, yeah. biggest winners comments, and we're I'm going to talk have about a that. few, I'm going to have a few words with you about those who are the biggest losers and winners. So I'm going to, that's all right. I'm going to set the record straight here. No, no, that's your I have opinion. a little disagreement with you. That's fine. It's great to have disagreements. I just know that I'm never going to win against you because you're finished. So I just have to, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just have to agree. And secretly I'm doing this. Like, I don't agree with anything Max says and I'm right. And to finish first, you must be finished. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not yeah. finished. I am so glad, you know? But anyway, you know what? We have a little bit of RC news to talk about, Max. So let's do that. And this week's RC news is brought to you by High Tech RCD. Come find us uh, at DNC. When we go, the NNRC will be set up in the High Tech uh, uh, booth. That will be the head, the headquarters of the NNRC for DNC. Just look for the High Tech tent. And that's where I would be. I will be. And we'll be doing all our stuff from there. So thank you to High Tech for providing that with us. 
And high-tech RCD is a leader in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC, right here, HSBC 938 1TH servers have efficient brushless motors, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They also regenerate power back into your battery. The RDX Pro Charger 2, RDX 2 Pro Charger, right here, just a box, but charges over there, uh, can charge two battery packs at a time. I've been charging up uh, two six cell battery packs for my boat, and it takes about 45 minutes to do that. And it also provides power for your engine, heating, and tire warming needs. And it has it's a USB, so you can hook up your phone and charge that as well. Also, it has a Bluetooth dongle that you can track the usage and everything. You can do everything from your phone when it comes to your charging needs with your RDX2 Pro Charger. So, trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters. They are a big part of the NNRC this year. We greatly appreciate them on. Visit them at hightechrcd.com. Where to buy for find your nearest retailer. All right, Max. So uh, not too much news this week uh, because we're going to be talking about the race. But real quick, uh, Proline Hexon tires leaked on Live RC last weekend. And then quickly, 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 they were removed from <laughs> a Live RC's. Like you, couldn't, you can't find it. It's like, uh, like it's going to Live Area RC 51 now. It. I don't know if Live RC removed the pro line. Probably said, "Hey, can you take that down?" So it was like a leak. To be honest, to be honest, uh, do you think Neil Buggy would have taken it down? I wouldn't have taken it down. Yeah, I don't think this is what a media in RC should do—to be just a puppet for the sponsors. Because... <laughs> Jesus, you came out swinging first thing in 2022. <laughs> Whoa. No. Well. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, right. That's not independent media. That's not reporting. That's just uh, doing what the guy with the money tells you what to do. And well, I, I agree. With that. Unfortunately, I agree with that. they're looking after their wallet, which is in this world, unfortunately, what you have to do. But yeah, if, if, if we wanted to live in a perfect world, that definitely would never happen. And I wish we were in a state where that shouldn't happen. Yeah, but that's just kind of how it is. And it, it looks interesting. I don't know why they, I guess, yeah, I get why they want to hide this. You know, tires are probably some of the biggest things that are copied in RC. So, yeah. you know, just go up and yeah. check it out. And there you go. Uh, yeah, the thing new, is, like, now that Horizon owns them, like, they can say, well, screw every single sponsorship unless you do this. So, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Of course, we know how it works. All right. Um, other quick news. Tim Lime is now the JNT USA servo team manager. So I guess he's in charge of the JNT servers. I just see that they came out with some servers. Uh they come in some really cool What's actually it? little cases. He's there you he do like MKS? No, ex expert some... I want to say. Okay, but he has some servo yes, brand he expert, did before. Expert. Yeah, him he did expert before. Now it's JNT. Uh, Will Skidmore, Ricardo Montero, and this, this is a young, I guess she's a young female racer from the UK, Harley Eldridge. You know her? What about Johnny Skidmore? Uh, he already, I, no, this is what I couldn't understand. They announced Johnny last week. And then they announced Will this week. Why the separate? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they wanted to have a little tease of maybe Will doesn't drive for the same brand as Johnny, but 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit, that, bit off, yeah, but. that probably wouldn't work. But uh, Will is yeah. <laughs> Johnny is the better of the two. I want to say, right? Well, I don't want to be too harsh on this, but uh, Will for a long time has been super good. Mm -hmm. But generally, they put more effort into Johnny's racing, and they have been for a long time because Johnny used to be a lot better than what Will Will has been. But in okay. recent recent years, uh, and uh, Sort of recently, uh, Will has improved a lot and has actually challenged uh, Johnny here and there. So, yeah, yeah, for I example, can... last weekend, uh, Will beat Lee Martin just straight up. Uh, Did he? First race with new car, straight up beat Lee Martin. Really? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Will is not, uh, he's, he's not, not a, a slouch. slouch behind, yeah, just slouch behind the wheel. So, for sure, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Will do just as good as Johnny or even better at some races. Why not? Why not? Maybe he wants to have his own identity as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Not be so connected yeah. to his brother. But uh, X-Ray, I think X-Ray picked up some decent guys here. Ricardo Montero, decent Portuguese driver. Um, yeah, he's uh, and considering the Euros will be in Portugal, uh, mm -hmm. Worlds in Spain, uh, for sure. A great pickup for X-Ray. And uh, Ricardo is uh, a, a very good driver. He's he's been a bit shadowed by the fact that he's uh, living in Portugal, so he doesn't race mm -hmm. that much uh, abroad apart from Spain. Uh, but he's he's been a very talented driver for a long time. So yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we also had X Ray releasing a tease of their new X Ray XB822 in the last over the news. Just a, you know, just what they do. Uh, a full release of the XB822 is set to roll out early. I guess this week they'll be rolling this out, but uh, they just, you know, put the typical yeah. X-Ray tees up there. Uh, do you expect much from X-Ray this year or just? No, looking yeah. at the XB2, XB4, uh, I think this year was mostly T4, uh, X4, sorry, uh, the, oh no, what it was called. I think X4, the mm -hmm. on-road car. Uh, I think that was their big release Focus. this year. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't see a reason why they would massively improve the Nitro Buggy uh, as nothing really has happened. Uh, Tesman has obviously raced, but feels like he's been not improving crazily or just doing the same. So I don't think he, yeah, I don't think there's anything new uh, in the pipeline. Maybe they'll try stuff before the Worlds and then after Worlds they release their 2023 mm -hmm. car, which most likely will have a lot more updates. Yeah, just to let you know, uh, Johnny Skidmore was announced back on January 10th. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Jared Tebow, JTP RC, they have released uh, so teaser prick of his new engine. It's called the JTP RC engine. Uh, it is, uh, a N, it's called the N04NR. Now, this is also MX branded as well. It's got stars on it. It's got the JTP logo on it. I think he's like... I'm not quite sure exactly what this is. Hopefully we'll have Tebow on this week to talk about it a little bit mm -hmm. more. Yeah. But it looks like he's just selling his uh, like uh, MX based engines, which I mean, he's been doing this yeah. all this time. Yeah. So... The, the, the thing I have, the thing to me, which is weird is that, uh, as I believe MX wanted to pull out of, uh, at least the engine market altogether. And to be honest, they never really wanted to sell them, uh, anyway, mm -hmm. uh, they would just have a team drivers. So to me, it's weird that they still somehow want to stick around because I don't think Tebow would put the Maxima name on it just for the sake of it. 
Right. I imagine Maxima has been somehow involved monetarily. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it, it actually really interesting. I don't know, like my best guess is that Maxima, like he made a deal with Maxima that uh, they pay some amount and he sells them forward and yeah. So something, something like that something something's there yeah but good to see this is the year of signature engines uh so everybody's gonna have yeah. a signature engine it yeah. seems like and what do you think of the drake drivers now well that's it we got uh brian Cotta, who's a very fast northeast driver uh he signed off with them spencer rifkin mm -hmm. uh tyler jones so born horse too i, I guess born horse. last week but yeah born horse yes so i wonder I wonder how that works. Does, does he get? Do they get free engines from him? Do they get a paycheck, or do they just get contingency? Is Drake making I enough doubt, money to? I doubt that any of them will get a paycheck because uh, just just the sort of volume that Drake is able to sell, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also the fact that the amount of drivers he has. If it yeah. was Mayfield that run Drake engines, then okay, maybe Mayfield will get a paycheck. When it's Rivkin, Bornhorst, all of these guys who are kind of around his circle, and looking at Rivkin, he was running Maxima engines until the very end of last year, even though obviously the contract uh, was uh, run out by the midpoint of the year. So to me, it's just Rivkin maybe wants a good engine. That's it. And Drake, why not Protec uh, and get a paycheck like like Mayfield? Maybe he couldn't. Maybe maybe he doesn't have that good ties with Amain. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. No, no maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. It's interesting. So I and, and but look, actually, like what I have to uh, say is that these guys have to get compensated monetarily some way, right? Uh, from Drake. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I really actually doubt it because the engine market is it's only so flooded. OS. Yeah, and the thing is, like, for a driver like Rivkin, uh, running, let's say. Well, I, I don't want to say any particular brand, but running mm -hmm. a brand that isn't an OS is a risk. And the fact that maybe he gets a few hundred do uh, dollars a month, let's say $500 a month, mm -hmm. maybe he wins Roar Nationals this year. The contingency he gets from AE is much more. It, it covers already that. And right, if he right. has any doubt in his engine program, that $500 a month isn't really that's not covering the fact that maybe you don't win the Aurora Nationals. Or maybe, like, in Spencer's case, he, like, obviously this is a bit far-fetched, but he could even win the world. And if he doesn't feel comfortable in, in his engine program, it's worth it to not take the paycheck, kind of like what Ronafog is doing with tires. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think it's far-fetched that Rivkin could win a world. After after he drove, oh, he drove this week. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll see, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. So I, I tell right, you but, my sort of thought process behind what happened. And I think I think then you understand why I said that. But yeah, that's right, going to be right. later okay. on in the show. All right. Also, uh, True Form or uh, the people, Hot Race guys, uh, TJ Bradley and Daniel Chavez, uh, they have come out with uh, True Form. True Source RC has come out with True Form RC, which will be a line of bodies and accessories for RC cars. I think mostly for HB and X-ray cars at the moment, it looks like. So, yeah. I yeah, I that. wonder I wonder if this is somehow connected with Racecraft because I it's same area, I believe. It's, no, 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 no. That actually these guys, guys are out of Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so this is uh, in, in the West Coast I heard of, so that's why I thought it was in Right. This in is TJ Bradley and Daniel Chavez, the out of Florida. So they were the original or still are the original Hot Race uh importers oh okay and so uh 
this is the guys you'll see curl with at races mostly and you know, especially on the east east coast so yeah they've launched an accessory and body line to complement their tire line or the hot race tire yeah. line. so i i am actually very impressed about especially racecraft and and now this true former company uh their sort of social media video marketing <laughs> has been yes. very nice and it's a very refreshing uh seeing something like this because i think this has been long overlooked in in rc mm -hmm. uh it's like some brands do it but it's maybe one video here and there one release driver release or something like this uh kyosho also does in, in japanese uh some videos but it's in japanese that it doesn't really spread out to the outside market uh but yeah, yeah i i'm very happy to see uh videos like this and marketing like this uh being rc yeah yeah well the the racecraft guys uh chasing the guys are crazy and wild anyway and i love it flamingos for yeah. everybody so shout yeah. out to them. Hey, there's a coupon code attached to them too. It's called NNRC Squad if you guys want to get yourself something. And uh, you know what? Hey, Dakri man, if you're listening to this, get in contact with me. I've got your flamingo pink hat autographed by Cole Ogden for you. If you ain't going to take it, I'm going to take it for myself at DNC. So let me know. <laughs> All right. Um, right. Let's see any more news before we go on, move on. Um, Not really. Nothing. Nothing that really catches my eye. You know, there are some races and stuff like that, but nothing too serious. Some VP Pro tires. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Actually, Pure. one thing one thing I actually wanted to, this sort of a very, very far-fetched speculation, but I saw, can't remember his name, but a UK driver for Nemo. Uh, he was testing the Agama concept car. I believe he might be involved in the designing of it. Mm -hmm. Uh and uh, he commented on Facebook that it it like the process is is like going forwards, mm. which to me implies that uh, we actually might see that car reach production at some point. And yeah, I think that's very interesting. Uh, wonder if the Gama team will run that car in the worlds or Euros or the UK Nationals coming up this year, or will they stick to the old car and keep developing? until going forwards but yeah to me it would be very odd if they don't run it at, at worlds because that just tells me it's not as good as the guard they have now mm. well i think i think billy should have it soon i guess over in america and he has the track that he builds that he can test it out on as well so yeah uh we shall see maybe maybe have billy on when he gets to come to talk about maybe it. maybe maybe i really just want to get um here's a wood one but he just does refuses like I really just want to get his story out there. I think uh John Hazelwood looks like a 1980s uh porn director with his shades, there, <laughs> with his glasses. I, I was I was wondering if you're gonna say it like that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he looks cool. Like he's got the shades on, cool. and yeah, I like it. It's just like he has he gives zero forks. You know, like I really want to get him on her because he has an interesting story. He has a very interesting story all right max i don't really have any more stuff to talk about i think it's time to go on and uh, talk about what we really came here to talk about and that was the um the sic race so this week's uh race recap uh is brought to you nnrc race recap is brought to you by tnr fuels here at the nnrc we are all about that glory and the glory is nitro TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family. Made by racers for racers. 
TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA and he's working on his international distribution. So give him some time. For more information to support the company or purchase some fuel, go to www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or you can find them on House of RC or Facebook. And don't worry, guys. I know all you guys who won uh, fuel. You, It's going to come out. I know he's, he's been super busy. He has his TNR race coming up this weekend. And wow, he is giving away so much stuff. He's giving away like pit bikes and generators. And dude, this guy's he put so much money into this race and given, I think, cash payouts, everything. So we have the TNR race taking place. TNR A main challenge taking place at Thunder Alley this weekend. So be good to see. Be good to see how that goes. We also have the Nats warm up this weekend too. So yeah. Interesting to see how many people go. I think obviously Mayfield will go because it's in Arizona, but yeah. uh, will Cavalieri be there? Uh, maybe Fend? Don't maybe. Know. Maybe, maybe they should it, be there. It might, to me, I mean, I would be surprised to see uh, TLR join this because they skipped SIC. So. Well, Fen was out in, supposedly out in West Coast this weekend testing. So that was, you know, that, yeah. got, that focus is DNC. I wonder why TLR does this because they did this a few years ago as well, I think uh be like they they skip these sort of big opening races and do dnc testing and then they show up at dnc and maybe they're testing out that new car man making some changes to that new car yeah i wonder when they release it because it's very obvious that they have a new car and everyone pretty much knows it at this point a lot of people knows how it looks how it is Mm. i even have heard some gossip uh about it and uh, yeah, I wonder when they will actually release it because it's it's it started to be maybe too long now. I think the people who run the old car are getting a bit uh, maybe. Ant- oh, that's ant- a, a a good reason. A lot of people left too, to be honest. Like regional drivers, oh, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was. All right, all right. So we're here to talk about the Southern Indoor Championships. Now, this is the tenth iteration of this with race time. They took over this race, I believe, from Alan Burton and a couple other guys back in the day. But there's been many, like, I think this first race started maybe 2008. Don't quote me on that. Um, But uh, Race Time has had it for 10 years. This is their first race of their, what is it, five? So they have this, they have PMB, Wicked Weekend, Southern Nats, AM. So five races they have yearly. Uh, First of their arena races, one of the smaller tracks as well. Uh, believe it or not, it's always cold here. So, um, yeah, good stuff. So this is kind of like, um, the first big race of the year for these guys. These guys are shaking off the Christmas cobwebs, all the Christmas puddings, as they would say in England and all the new year's alcohol being shook off and getting back to racing. Now, a few of these guys went CRCRC and a few of these guys might've went to, uh, like Nats warmup, not Nats warmup, DNC warmup. Ty Tasman was there. So, but this is the first big shebang and it didn't disappoint, man. I mean, I just, I know we don't count entries here, but we have to say, you know, how many entries it was. Hold on. Where's my entry thingy? It was 340 people and 570. Actually, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. It was 260, 268 bodies, 569 people. Because one of my New Year's resolutions this year, people, is to stop people from considering entries as people oh there I was 560 okay. 
it was 569 people there. No, there was 268 people there. Yeah. Drivers. Of course, there was more people. Let's say, let's say 350 at the most with spec, you know, families and stuff like that. But good turnout. Three day race though. Um, so long days, 18 hour days, stuff like that. Not my cup of tea, but people like it and they were there. So, um, I think we, I think we should start out with the track first. Maybe, maybe I'll bring up some racing here and we can look at the track while we talk about this, but let's, let's give you a synopsis on the track, Max. So you can go ahead. I'm going to bring up some of the racing okay. here so we can see. So actually, uh, layout looked very fun. Uh, looking at the very first videos, uh, jumps very difficult in a lot of sections, like the triple in the back. Hearing from people who drove on the track, uh, apparently about 25% of the track was blind spots, which uh, sadly not that surprising, uh, but uh, yeah, obviously not ideal. Uh, the I really like the eight pack. I wish he sort of switched the, because every single jump was pretty much the same. I, I wish he did some jumps different heights. So you would have actually have to, have some kind of rhythm and timing because now we're just keeping the same for through all of the eight. Uh, but even that being said, I still like to have uh, these long rhythm straights. Um, well, okay, so we have actually moving cameras. So this back section I really like, but this triple to me, jumps like this are always like you can see people not going for it and then jumping on top of each other. The, very uh, short, uh, like um, run, like very short acceleration, and then a huge triple, especially one that shoots very high up. So it's very hard to judge the landing. Uh, these type of jumps, I personally don't really like on tracks. Uh, washboard section uh, on the right hand side of the uh, track. Uh, to be honest, never been a fan. Never seen a very good one of those. Mm -hmm. So not a huge fan apart from those two uh i think the track was really cool uh in terms of like corners and stuff it, nothing like just 90s 180s pretty much uh now going into the surface of the track uh hearing from people who were there uh it was slightly dusty on the outside not as bad as ams but then uh people said it was medium grip or some even like higher grip and uh and looking at the main it was crazy bumpy so huge mm -hmm. amount of bumps on the track and to me this is the worst possible combo which is a track that's very technical very hard jumps uh and then medium grip and still a lot of bumps with dust on the outside so you have to run a tire that works in the groove but then it's very bad on the dust but then you have to avoid the bumps, so you have to go out the line a bit. So, yeah, I, this type of track is, like it proved in the main, that it's very hard to drive, even for the top guys. Like, Rivkin couldn't keep it on two wheels for two laps in a row. And, well, Mayfield kept it on uh, four wheels, but uh, it looked very tough. <laughs> Let's it, Okay, way. so a little bit about this race. Um, it, It's pretty much snowed, snowed there. So it yeah. got super dusty because yeah. all that cold just sucks out all the moisture. Uh, the triple, I get what you mean. I, it kind of just is in an awkward place too, but it looked yeah. fairly easy uh, to do. Well, 
well if you're alone but driving with three four cars around you it's it's very difficult like you saw at the start these people just were like jumping mm -hmm. on top of each other and that's that's the bad part about it because you might just get unlucky about it it's it's a big luck factor involved as well uh i'm gonna tell you what i think was the, i think i think i really like the rhythm section here on this in yeah. the front but yeah, that I was so hard to do you know I it wish, was i wish he had like let's say you have the first double then you have like a shorter one that jumps low then you mm. have like let's say a tabletop or something and then you end with a double again now it's just the same rhythm all the time and if you miss one you're gonna miss all of them because you well, can't really accelerate up again well i wish so, you would have put the first double closer instead of having that single right out of the corner so you could have like that single right there and then you could have just it would have just been double 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 yeah. but to be honest i watch guys i watch mayfield late in the main struggle with this too you know what i mean just oh, getting yeah. his rhythm through and there i think the, the thing is like uh, people over jump it like you can see mm -hmm. here a lot of people jump to the next space and there's a huge bump even there so uh, <clears throat> if the jump spaces were good it would probably be rather easy but as the jump spaces break up it's getting harder and harder for these guys and yeah i think uh i don't think this track was not even close to being one of the best of bobby's or very very far away from being best uh that i can think of but an average uh track by bobby i think and uh, i think the rhythm section saved it to be honest because it's something we haven't seen yeah i think this is the only sort of positive for the future about this track something that oh i remember this thing about this track and i think I think he had like for the next time he does it. I wish he does something that kind of switches it, up, which switches it up a bit, mm -hmm. so it's actually more rhythm. That's the only critique I have about it. I think Joey does this really well when he does it, but he usually does triples, not doubles. Mm -hmm. So triples are a bit different. It's uh, it's a bit it jumps a bit lower, uh, generally a bit longer as well. So all right, I have I, I want to add something too. I think that this was probably. The hardest straightaway I've ever seen on an RC track. Oh, uh, for sure. It was so rough at the beginning. I mean, did you see? That's how Brandon Rose broke. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, you know, just to see these pros making these type of mistakes on the straightaway. And what it is, I just think it just gets so narrow where Pit Lane comes out. And guys just are just trying to get as much speed out of that corner. And, you know, it's so rough coming on entry onto that straightaway. But I did like the end. And the one person that was doing this line, and I thought it was so great, was Cole Ogden. He would come flying down the straightaway and then go extremely wide into the end and go right up into the fluff, fling up some roost and just burp, you know, like, just like, look so great. And it was so fast. Like he just avoided all, the, all those ruts and just went on the outside and just burp, you know? Yeah. That when I watched his yeah. B-Man, he was really good at that. So yeah i kind of i kind of get it i mean i guess it got rough so maybe at the end of the day it was better to have this type of track but yeah um the rhythm section i don't know why the rhythm section for me is what saved it and um but it was rough too so really rough and yeah i guess uh i think also that this track has 12 feet of dirt underneath it too so oh wow so that's yeah cool. so there's plenty of room to go elevation and and stuff like her and and i think so, yeah, so i wonder wonder why he doesn't didn't do it then because uh, most tracks don't have that opportunity so i don't know i i, I mean i'm i'm quite happy with 
with the track it's not perfect but for me this the rhythm section just made it fun i thought it was gonna be super easy but then i just saw people like struggling with it like yeah, even the, top the guys grip, like, the grip compared with the, the combined with the bumps it's uh yeah, yeah. It, it made it i fun. think so I think so. So I do like that. I do like the rhythm side. I just didn't like that single right there. You know, like you just have a single, like make that part of the double, like let's make it a double. But hey, I'm not, I, I think the people that went there liked it. So that's, I guess that's what matters in the end. Um, all right. So I guess we have to show some love. Let's show some love to eBuggy and and Truggy because when I made my post today, everybody's like, what about eBuggy and Truggy? And I was like, well, I talk, we, here, here it is people. I mean, eBuggy and Truggy are cool. I like them, but they're kind of like filler classes. And I'll be honest, it's a world year and we kind of look at, and I swear, if you ask most of these guys, these nitro, these guys, they will tell you that nitro buggy is what they worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is like, if you go to a track day with Mayfield or Cavalier <clears throat> or Rivkin or anyone for that matter, they maybe test out their e-buggy for one run. Maybe they tune the truggy for a few tanks. And the rest of the day, they run Nitro Buggy. So if, if these guys put 90% of their effort in Nitro Buggy, we're going to put 90% of our uh, interest in Nitro Buggy. I yeah, think I, it's, I, it's, it's very simple in that sense. I think if we said, all right, let's combine, like if they did a combined and say, okay, we take the combination of E-Buggy, Truggy, and, and Ding and see who wins, then great. But it'd be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. like the really race where you take four wheel drive and two wheel drive and you get oh you know just period so yeah. we don't so it, unfortunately it's kind of like it's kind of like saying oh why didn't you talk about four uh four wheel drive short course track at the enats like obviously we're not going to talk about it it's it's like oh, yeah it's a class people compete in it but and mostly the same guys compete in it but they if you don't put effort into it uh, like you do to Nitro Buggy, I think I don't see why why we would sort of take it uh, at the same level of it. So yeah, people, it's not to say that we don't care about E Buggy and Truggy. I do, you know. It's just um, you know, I didn't even watch them. Yeah, you Max and I did. I didn't watch Truggy because I was picking up my wife, but I I have to go back and watch it. But um, yeah, I guess we have to touch on it. You know, because these guys did run it and it's still part of their program. So let me find it actually. Let's look at uh let's look at qualifying first, Max, and see how qualifying went for Truggy. So qualifying for pro nitro. Uh, well, let's look at e-buggy. Pro pro well, we know that Mayfield just swept everything. So Mayfield went uh three for three in TQs, and then we had Spencer Rifkin, Tyler Jones, Ty Tasman, Born Horse. Pervitas, Rose, Tebow, Hooks, uh, Mason Fuller, Jackson Brunson, Jared Wiggins. I think those guys went straight through. And I believe, actually, let's go to full results. So, uh, I believe that the bump guys were Seth Van Dalen. And who, who bumped? Yeah, see who bumped. Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that Tesman won there. I think this was a bit silly. They yeah. were two e-buggy mains and they only counted one. And mm -hmm. uh and then the tie break was the result. So Mayfield finished uh first in the first one, third in the second one, 
Testman finished second in the first one, won the second one, and Mayfield won it because his first run time was better. And the track was obviously a lot better at that time. The second main was run like 11 p.m. or something crazy mm-hmm. uh, at night. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's one more reason to not watch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a late night, dude. I was up at 1130 struggling to watch Nitro Main last night. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did not get that. I mean, Tessman just, I mean, Mayfield had a third and a one and Tessman had a one and a two, I believe. Yeah. So um, I just didn't get that. And a lot of people were questioning questioning that. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I understood why more. I understood the format, but I un- I don't understand why they did it that way. Right. <laughs> I mean, why didn't, why didn't they just come both? It's, I don't know either. Yeah. I don't care. Anyway, uh, Ty Tessman third, second, Tyler Jones third. He'd be happy with that. Rivkin, medium fourth. Bornhorst would be happy with a with a top five on his new ride. And number one HB guy of the of the you know of E Buggy, Ryan Pavitas, who I have to say impressed me a lot this weekend. Impressed me a lot. So there we go. Mayfield wins E Buggy and um, does it in. You know, does it in somewhat controversial fashion because we not, you know, the way the scoring was done, I guess. So it kind of yeah. is what it is. Uh, should we go to yeah, pro, no one will uh, remember pro? that anyway? So because of the hate for the hate for e buggy so intense. No, you don't get you don't get it's not hate, it's just that uh like that's not what we're here for. It's like like the people saying like, Oh, you don't you just like F one and don't but Porsche Cup at all. Like yeah, like yeah, have your Porsche Cup, but I like F1 because it's F1. Nitro buggy is is the first class. You can run it. Yeah, it is. Fine. As long as it they don't have a world's form, so you know yeah. it's kind of you know if if you don't have a world's, it's it's very difficult. To, yeah, and the thing is, like in Europe, like that. in Europe, like the UK is probably the only country that even runs druggy. Well, uh, I think Portugal does too. Okay. Well, <laughs> good trick. <laughs> okay. Portugal and UK. All right. So okay. let's go on to now Truggy to anyway. real deal. Nitro buggy. No, we have to talk about Truggy. We, we didn't even talk about Truggy. Max. Oh, I thought Take we did easy. Truggy already. You're getting excited. We didn't even talk about Truggy. Oh, okay. So where is the Truggy? Well, let's there? talk about Truggy a bit. Uh, I think now every single brand has gone to the very nice... Uh, seven scale buggy style i'm, I'm, I'm like a fan of it i'm a fan I'm of a, it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it for two reasons now i can finally design just one body and stretch it out and use it for buggy and chuggy <laughs> uh, and uh also what i like about it is now the cars actually jump quite nice so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's actually you can make sort of a, a large scale buggy class which i actually am very excited about and uh, yeah, super excited to make um, and be part of making the Mayako Truggy. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think this brings me more excited in the Truggy class because now I, every time I drive a Truggy now, I can remember that, hey, it's almost like my buggy, just bigger. So, so are you saying you're excited about Truggy, dude? Yeah, actually now I'm, I am because they don't look like Truggies anymore. It's like a big buggy. Okay, well, let's look at qualifying for Nitro Truggy. So, obviously, the man, he swept that too. Brian Mayfield, Seth Van Dinen, good qualifying result for him. He had a uh, 
he won run round. It looks like he had a three and a zero and a 30. And then Jared Tebow in third, he had a five, two and a two Spencer Rivkin, man, Spencer had a good weekend. Very good weekend. And Ryan Lutz putting the Kyosho Truggy in fifth. Very good, very good Truggy positioning for Lutz. Tyler Jones, Mason Fuller came out swinging by TQ in the first round of Truggy uh, at all, which was really good in his new HB ride. Joe Bornhorse, eighth. Ty Tasman. Ty Tasman would want to be better than ninth on um, on Truggy. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bit off all weekend. He yeah. was there, yeah. but a bit off. Mm-hmm. Jared Wiggins in 10th. Cole Ogden. Cole Ogden should be up in top five, I think. Very off weekend for Cole in qualifying, to be fair. I'm starting to think that this is just his level at, at this point. Like, because, like, since Nats, like, his best result is, like, I don't even know, like, maybe the fourth uh, he got, uh, or fifth he got in Nitro Buggy. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not like since Nats and since DNC last year, he really have, hasn't had the results that like like that so maybe i agree with you maybe those like you. i'm starting to think those two were just flukes like maybe like <laughs> Jesus. to be honest that's like, pretty bad max it, it's like like if he doesn't show up with more results it's it's starting to feel like that obviously he had a good showing at uh, the dnc warm-up so mm-hmm. i think yeah but the, the competition level at the dnc warm-up was no oh, testman was testman was there testman and yeah, cavalry was there yeah uh I mean, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see those both of those in top five at the actual race. Yeah, right. well, we're, we're going to talk about Cole because he's in my gray area yeah. this weekend. Um, and I just have to mention this because I thought it, I have to give pit dad pit stop of the week goes to Jeremy Caston and Cole Caston. Dude, do you have to see this guy's his his son. I saw another pit stop. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. I don't know if we should talk about that one because that's my buddy. But we'll say it. I I told him already. Yeah, he's internet I like, famous. I like the guy too. But it, the video was uh, funny. It happens to all of us at some point. I know. So what happened is Jeremy Caston. This car jumped like he was pitting very close. I'd say about five feet from the up part, the entrance of the ramp to pit lane. And this guy jumped, and his car was just about hit the ground. And his dad just went, "I can't do it because I need my left hand." But basically, went smack. And like the car just stopped like boom and he just as he was pulling it in he was putting fuel in it and i don't think he even put the car on the like um yeah uh, on the yeah. the stand i was like this guy must have massive hands in order to do this like you know what i mean yeah especially like, snatched, like if he was buggy i'd be like okay but truck is heavy that's insane yeah yeah so he was able to do this fuel this i think this that pit actually helped uh uh cool bump you know, because it got him in position, it was so fast, yeah, and then he kind of... he was, he finished very high up in the main as well, I think. Uh, let's see, I have it here. So... Someone said uh, he went very well in the main. Uh, all right, know. but uh, just to know, your bump-ups into that were Aiden Horn, Lee Satzer, and Cole Caston. Now, Aiden Horn had a very quiet... Uh, uh, he would, Aiden Horn would want to forget about this year's SIC, I think. But uh, Cole Caston actually finished yeah. sixth, so shout out to him. He's definitely a truggy guy. Yeah, sixth is uh, yeah. But he's he's a techno driver. So this also something I wanted to say that uh, Seth, you said he TQ'd around. Tebow finishing second, not far off from Mayfield, and Caston uh, with a sixth. That for him, that's a, a brilliant result. So uh, I think 
this shows that the techno druggy druggy actually like they have actually designed a druggy not like mm. the other brands who just uh make some longer arms and call it a druggy uh i think i think it shows really because they are very very strong in druggy and have been for a while mm-hmm. and now with a strong team they they have the results like last year it was tebow and born horse like tebow won was it at ams or southern nats or one of these race time race as well tebow has been very good in truggy mm-hmm. so let's go through our top fiver mayfield tebow mason fuller great result for him great result fourth for lutz i'll give that to him a, a great result for joe bornhorst fifth cole caston six jared wiggins a solid performance i'm gonna even say eighth is a, as a great performance for jackson bronson my biggest losers of this i want to say aiden horn but he had to bump in spencer rifkin in 10th Ty Tessman in 12th, Tyler Jones, a stinker, didn't finish, it looks like. Cole Ogden didn't finish after 20 minutes, sure, the rear, rear arm of his car crashing into pit lane. And Seth Van Dalen out after only five minutes and 43 seconds. So, unfortunate for those guys, but I'm going to say something. And this is, this is leading to why I think this was a big win for Joe Bornhorst. Joe Bornhorst beats all those techno guys that were vying for his job at techno there we go i said it okay you know one thing actually i want to say is the fact that you said the cold broke in the pit entry uh we Mm -hmm. also saw that in the buggy main with uh, Mm -hmm. Brian rose breaking in in there i think i don't know why they do this but uh at least most of the race time events they don't have a pipe going coming into the pit lane it's just the pit lane and there's like no divide. So you're saying the pipe should go down longer. The pipe should go down yeah, to the start of the straight. Because Maybe it did. this is exactly see. what happens. And and it's not just that the cars break. Like imagine someone goes w- wide, keeps it pinned, and the car flies up the pit lane. Hits someone. Or I think they should um or whatever. You know what they it's, should put on that pit lane? They should put I don't know if they have it, but they probably do about plywood. So at least you hit the plywood. You could bounce off of that. You know what I mean? It's just, I, yeah, but it's, 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 it's just a narrow, it makes time, it so narrow there. Yeah, but the, the fact that the pit lane is just open like that, mm-hmm. uh, like the risk of a car going wide and jumping into the pit lane and actually hitting someone is, is very high. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that has some uh, happen at some point. So, yeah, I this is something I really would like to see change. Because I, okay. this is not like a one-off. It's almost all the races I've seen recently have had it like this. All right. So I want to say for me, uh, Mayfield killed it again. Tebow, not too off, far off pace. Fuller, Lutz, and Bornhorst. And Kasten, my big winners of this. You know, outside of the actual winner. So, yeah, well, before we go into is, Before we go into Buggy, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that Mayfield got off quite easy this weekend like i think he got a bit lucky even mm-hmm. uh like yeah he swept the all three classes but in e-buggy testman had better points if you count it that, that way he got lucky that it was the system was this way uh same thing uh well we're going to buggy later on that maybe he wasn't the strongest one in buggy either uh and uh well strongest but not the fastest and uh, mm. in Truggy, Tebow was catching up to him in the end. So, mm. yeah, I may, like this is not 
this is not like uh, DNC last year. This is not like uh, Silver State last year. Yeah, I agree. It's not. It's dominant, but not as dominant as we think it. Yeah, it thinks it is. It, it, the results look better than what happened. I think. Yeah. Well, Mayfield TQ'd this. Well, let's go into Pro Nitro Buggy because Nitro is the glory, and Buggy has a worlds. Um, and I'm not saying that E Buggy and Truggy shouldn't have a worlds. They should. So. Yeah. Truggy maybe not, but eBuggy for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Max says. Well, eBuggy should definitely because it's growing. No, but Truggy. Why would Truggy have a world if there's three countries in the world who run it? I agree with you, Max. In Western Western world, in Asia and uh, in Australia, they run Truggy. Well, you know what? You guys just need to run Truggies. Get over it. Um, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, spend a lot more money on tires and stuff. Yes, there you run go. Another clause. <laughs> Mayfield TQs this in two rounds. Spencer Rifkin uh, beat him in the third round. <laughs> Spencer Rifkin was fast in that third round, dude. He was fast. The track was blowing out. Uh, he he kind of just almost, he just was a little bit slower than his second round. His fastest round, obviously, of the day was uh, his, his, his first round where he finished third. Jared Tebow, a two, a five, and a three. Tyler Jones, showing some promising pace with a seven and a three. And then Tasman hanging around there in fifth. If a fourth and a six, and and lots too, lots was in there for six and a five, so it was very promising. Jared Wiggins, Seth Van Dalen, Ryan Pavitas in a decent. Ryan Pavitas is once again the top uh, HB driver going into yeah into the final with Ryan Mason Fuller actually, behind him. To me, what Ryan showed uh, the best, uh, not even going into into the main, but. What Ryan showed this weekend was that he is there. Like, it's not like Roar Nats, he just scraped into the main thanks to the DQ. Good. Mm -hmm. He had a great Roar Nats, but still, like, he got slightly lucky right. uh, to make it in the main. Uh, and uh, some other race he made the Amen, Amen in last year uh, was a good race from him. But still, like, uh, those were just, like, first time he has that sort of good performance. This race... I think he made A in every single class, finished rather high up, was always there, like comfortably in the A, uh, no hassle, no nothing. So this is a very good showing. This shows that what he has now, this is like, this should be his level. And now it's the only way it's up, really. Yeah. Mason Fuller, uh, he had to pull one out of his, his ass too, no offense. He had a 13, a 17, and a 6. So that just got him in 10th. And Bornhorse. Bornhorse had to pull a miracle out. He had a fifth, and then he had a 23 and a 16, but still managed the 11th. And then Brandon Rose, 12, 16, and a 9. Now, the big surprise here was Cole. Cole had a 10, a 31, and a 14. So, now, the bump-ups from this race were Cole, Ogden, Jackson, Brunson, and Aiden Horn. Now, Cole got out and, and, and won his B-man convincingly. You know, and he was doing that ultimate line where he was going right on the outside. And, you know, he was he was just, I think him and Aiden had a good battle and even Jackson at some point. But Cole bumping up from the B main, in my opinion, and people aren't going to like this, but Cole Ogden should not be in the B main, in my opinion. As now the now new number one HB driver, he shouldn't be there. He should have been, this is, this is like, Cole lives in this area, like lives in, in in the southeast. Like this is he's been to this race year after year after year after year. You know what I mean? This is the type of race that Cole Ogden should be 
dominating in my opinion yeah you know what i thing. mean that's why i said what i said earlier that like maybe those good results really it, it's like when it fits him it fits him and this mm -hmm. is his like regular level well, uh, that's I mean, what i'm i'm saying because i do think that the AMS, bump helped him though it did but like ams it was exactly the same story uh like he was in the b bump from the b uh a lot of races he's had this same so he i think he needs sort of uh he needs to be in the mo like have the momentum going for him mm -hmm. uh like like he has had like every time he runs the b he almost always uh, has very convincing b final uh wins <laughs> which is not uh, very good of an achievement but like when he wins when he drives good he drives good so maybe he needs to find a groove like he does during these b mains yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is for Curl, but I will say this. He 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 pulled off a fifth place out of this, and he had to work his ass off for it. And in that sense, I did not see the Curl Amore starting in the back. You know, I'm going to blow out. He, he made his way up to the front, and he finished a respectable fifth. He pulled this one out of his ass to, be, to finish as the number one HB driver in my opinion, mm -hmm. this week. But right behind him was Ryan Pavitas, man. Right behind him was Ryan Pavitas. And, you know, he, okay, he was six six 6.3 seconds off, cool. But, you know, and his hot lap was, was a little bit off, cool. You know what I mean? Not too much. But Ryan Pavitas was, for me, the most impressive out of the HB guys this weekend. Oh, for sure. And the fact that, like, mm -hmm. but this is like, Ryan Pavitas has never been a guy. Like, if you look at, any race he goes to even when when he finished fifth that can't remember which race it was but one race he had a, a round fifth uh maybe it was the nets but like even then like his best lap is always a lot slower than the competition he drives very uh consistent he keeps he has his pace he checks his laps and does that and that's one of his very high strengths and uh during the whole main he kept his pace up uh, he kept there fifth, sixth, uh, and ended up finishing sixth. So, yeah, to me, Pavidis looks like, uh, like, considering that uh, Cole gets quite a lot of money for doing this, and Ryan maybe gets some travel help. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and and Ryan just come off of he just completely money. came off of a pillow bowl car and driving a C hub car and is yeah. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's a big issue like the mm -hmm. C pillow ball thing for him because it's easier to go this way than the other way I I'd say, <clears throat> okay. uh, but uh, yeah for sure uh, second race with a new car, uh, first race was uh, uh, the DNC warm up for him, and uh, already finishing this high up it's and against Cole <laughs> like what it was seven seconds off or something very small, yeah. Uh, a superb result for him. All right, so uh, let's just go through the so lineup here. Let's just we, go through before the... we, before we, before I say anything about Mayfield, I want to say something about Rivkin. Because... All right, before we do that, before we do that, let's just go over okay. the top, the the positions here of the main. So in the final result, after thirty minutes, Ryan Mayfield wins. Spencer Rivkin, Jared Tebow in second, Ty Tessman fourth, Cole Ogden fifth, Pavitas sixth, Warnhorse seventh van dalen eight mason fuller ninth tyler jones 10th wiggins 11 ryan lutz 12th aiden hall 13th bronson 14th and brandon rose 
unfortunately breaking on the straightaway and finishing uh 15th but to be fair brandon rose started at the back and the highest he got up to was ninth at some point um, and you know yeah well, unfortunately just before he broke <laughs> yeah and yeah. so all right who do we want to okay so i'm so i want to tackle i want to start on i want to start on brief okay let's talk about the race think... let's talk about the start real quick because okay. I, I know what you're going to talk about it, huh people watched it okay all right go ahead you talk about you talk about tebow i mean so, you talk about rifkin uh i'll i'll, I'll say um uh, i'll say this stuff about rifkin then we can talk about race because this puts all of this into context okay go ahead so during the past year we have seen rifkin that every single race he goes to uh he can be up there and he can be fighting and he has every single race he has showed that he can dominate second place so this is sort of his thing he's fast he's up there but he always finishes second every single race oh, he does finish he third he finished third a lot okay. last year. but he's dominating second place and i don't know what it is but i think it's just nerves because he was clearly he had the better car of the two mayfield and rifkin who were the top two fighting for the almost the whole main and uh to me this race wasn't that much won by mayfield but lost by rifkin obviously if it was fend against rifkin yeah rifkin wins that like fend was the speed of mayfield and it was fend versus rifkin i'd say rifkin wins that any day of the week but Mayfield has the mental strength to keep it up. But Rivkin, like this, should have been Rivkin's win. This should have been a race where he says no, no number two anymore. Mm -hmm. So now there's, uh, I think now the monkey on the back just growing on him. That's what I would say. Okay. If there is one. I actually have something to add to that. I think right now the only person that can outright beat ryan mayfield in america is dakota fan yeah 100 i i think that ryan mayfield has all his opponents in america shook like mm -hmm. like they 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 have lost this race before they even get there now yeah uh i will go back to who and and, and as a co-host and i like him and, and 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 all that there and i know i can't wait to hear what he has to say about this race uh jared tebow so when Jared Tebow, and I think it was Rivkin, or maybe it was T Tasman kind of broke out in the beginning. It was Rivkin, Tebow, oh, and and, no. and Mayfield. Mayfield. They broke Mayfield, out. Mayfield led, and Tebow was second for, let's say, the first five minutes. But then right. Rivkin was actually in, in clo third close to Tebow. Exactly. And then suddenly he passed Tebow. Mayfield made a mistake, and Rivkin was actually in the lead coming into the mm -hmm. first pit stops, I believe. So I just want to say this. Now, I was watching Tebow, and Tebow is – multi-time world champion he's won this race before you know and i watched him get on the tail of mayfield and mayfield just be able to give it some more and just be like see you later you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. and i think that it just like he's just I, you i can you can see that tebow was trying his best to get up to him and and oh, and yeah. just yeah and get yeah. past him and he just and when he got there like i was just like oh man i you know even though i wanted tebow to win i was like yeah i want tebow to win you know because he i, I think he, he deserves it right but yeah but i just think I it think, also can i just I think, can let me just finish i think it comes okay. down to 
it, 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 it comes down to Mayfield just mentally strong right now with this. He's, he's so confident in his package. This is a Southeast race. JC tires are going to be good, period. You know, it's going to be hard to beat JC in these, in these type of indoor races in their, in their home back, in their backyard. And Mayfield's just a beast, and he's just beating these guys before they even show up. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Without Dakota Fender, there was nobody to really... Because that's who pushes Mayfield, I think, in America. Because Fender goes out there and just flies and gets yeah. TQs and all this stuff. Yeah, so, but I, I think you're 100% correct in that. But what I said earlier about Mayfield sort of just edging this weekend out, mm -hmm. even though he swept. Like, Some chink in the it, armor. It's it's Yeah, like this is like he got a bit lucky because you don't see any, anybody catch, catch up Mayfield. Mm -hmm. You saw Rivkin catch up mm -hmm. Mayfield. You saw Thibaut trying to catch up mm -hmm. Mayfield. Obviously, that really worked out. But I think Thibaut finishing third actually being somewhat competitive in the start shows that he's actually stepped stepped up his game as well oh yeah i agree and, uh, i agree so I, I, mayfield was definitely maybe not feeling the pressure but mm -hmm. he had to sort of like he must have been at some point like oh i actually have to drive here like it's not yeah, just yeah i agree i agree with you it, it's kind of like in in, um, in europe where ongaro is like winning everything and is the guy you know he's kind of Everybody's yeah. chasing him at these races, and now it's turned to everybody's just chasing Mayfield, and well earned. But he, it wasn't as clean cut or dominant as we've seen. Now that might just be the first race of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'd I, say I'd put it into that. I think he yeah. was just sort of warming up, warming up. I think, and I think, and it got extremely cold at this race, and that threw people for a loop as well. But yeah, um. Rivkin yeah, looked but after good. The, yeah, after the he start, looked great. Like, actually, the thing about Rivkin that really helped him was I don't know if I think I guess Saxon was bidding for him, but his mm -hmm. pit stops were way faster than Mayfield's, like over a second every single pit stop. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know whose pit stops were slow? Tessman's. Uh, Tessman. Tessman's pit stops were very slow. Gord okay. is not the fastest gun in the West anymore. Yeah, for sure. Pit stops have gotten a lot quicker, but mm -hmm. continuing on Rivkin, uh, yeah, he got a lot of advantage on the pit stops. And one time he actually passed Mayfield over the pit stops. And uh, at, at, at one point, I think it was like around 10 to 15 minutes in, uh, around the second pit stop, Rivkin was looking like he is gonna, he's gonna run away with this. And then just, uh, I don't want to say he blew blew out but something happened where he just couldn't kept to keep it together like clipping the pipes flipping mm -hmm. over where he actually shouldn't like the easy parts of the track mayfield caught up got into cut the inside rivkin just kept it pinned jumped to the inside pipe like silly mistakes like just nervous like and then he like then he fell back a bit and mayfield then then on it looked like a pure mayfield domination but what makes me say that this was Rivkin's race was that he actually caught up again. He had the lead mm -hmm. again after that. He had a Mayfield had a gap. Rivkin caught up, got by, had the lead for a while, and yet still Mayfield ended up winning this. So that's why the the fact that Rivkin actually had the speed to catch up again tells me that he was a lot faster than Mayfield. And looking at the laps, Rivkin what Rivkin could do 
the fast laps much more often than what Mayfield could. But when it when it came down to those side by side situations, I think Rivkin was just too nervous, too mm -hmm. tried too hard, tried too much, couldn't know where to lift, where to attack again. And whereas Mayfield executed that perfectly. Every time he got close to Rivkin, everything he did was perfect. Then he went when he was driving alone, he made a lot of mistakes and. Like you could see the washboard section. He was one of the slowest guys. Oh, Rivkin was so fast through there. Yeah. Mayfield like was not not that good. And Rivkin was very fast over that section every single time around. And yeah, that's why I say that this should have been Rivkin's race. And maybe, maybe he this is just the beginning, the beginning of the year. This is sort of his first stance. Uh next race is gonna be fast again. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, for sure, this should have been Rivkin's win. Also, remember, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Mayfield missed the lap or missed the loop as well. So if you, yeah, I, I think I, I, I guess think that must have been in the crash. The Brandon, I think yeah. you were caught in the Brandon Rose incident, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. That that ooh, dude, that was. I'm surprised more people didn't break getting caught up in that incident. Yeah, and and the marshal, he was in the middle <clears throat> of the track, two cars coming mm -hmm. full speed, and just barely jumped uh, over the car. So. That was a huge situation. I agree there. I would agree there. All right. So let's look at some more people. So I what had about Tessman. What all right. So let's him? talk about like, Tessman. Now, I had Tessman as a loser. Now, people might be like, well, why did why do you, he finished fourth? Why do you at a, why do you have him as a loser? Well, because I think Tessman is is at that caliber racer where he can win these races. He can beat Mayfield. You know, I think he Not I th can should should he should. Yeah. Uh, and here's what I, I think it comes down to. <clears throat> uh, tires, man. Just tires. You know, when, when, when you you're on that pro line, Robert, now you're on hot race. Uh, I just think. It could be. I just think, like, I think, like, if you're not on JC at this race, it's, it's you, know, you had a disadvantage anyway. Now, if this race is outside of DNC, I'm not too worried about it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but. For 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 Tasman, this would be this fourth would be this being off because let's be okay. This is another thing we're gonna get straight this year. Podiums are three people, not five. Yeah. So, but at these races, Tessman they're five people. The <laughs> so uh, even though you get the picture, it's not a podium. Yeah, Tasman would want to win. Like this, people are like, well, wow, that's fourth. Good. You gotta understand the mentality of these guys is that they want to win. The difference between fourth and first in this is significant too. You know what I mean? So yeah, not they, only money, not only contingency. Like, yeah, not <clears throat> only not only like I don't think Tesson really cares about if he makes uh 500 or I don't either. It's about from contingency. But the fact that he's a guy who gets who he, this is his job, this is mm -hmm. his passion. Uh and the fact that he ha he is a world champion. He is uh I don't know how many times Roar national champion. And he is young, so he doesn't have that age excuse at all. Mm -hmm. So I think he's not young. Well, he's probably almost thirty now. Well, but I mean, yeah, he's thirty, but it's still like he's mm -hmm. younger than Mayfield, and Mayfield's doing great. I think I'd say like I talked with someone after the race that, like, if you think of Cavalieri, he has had his peaks, he has has had his lows, but can you think of a year where Mayfield has gone downhill? Because I really can't. Like to me, it seems every single year Mayfield has been better and better and better. Uh, especially in eight scale, in ten scale, maybe he has had off years, but in eight scale for sure, he has been better every single year out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's something that Tesman hasn't like since he switched from HB. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't seen the same. Like maybe it was the Seahub. Maybe it was just that that he like this is not something he can execute as consistently and as and not as in dominating fashion as as he did at times with HP. And uh, yeah, so I I'd agree with uh, him being a loser. Now this is not an awful result for him. So this is something that is still not acceptable but not awful mm-hmm. uh and uh it's like but yeah it's this is like this like if this is his regular day then it's not a then he's definitely a loser but if this is his off day then okay i can accept it but we'll see at the next big race he goes to if this is like because if if this is like if he keeps at this level then for sure something must change uh like set up testing or then go to a c-hub car or something but i don't think like he is a better driver than this for sure and i, don't I, I would have to agree with tire, you <clears throat> i don't buy the tire argument either because look at the guys in the fifth and sixth both run hot race and this is true and pavidis as fast as he is and as good of as much pace as i've given him so far uh, Pavidis should be uh, what ten seconds down from Tesman with the same tires if the tires are the issue. Mm-hmm. I would I would have to say something is off in the Tesman program. Just just a slight bit. Even though he won a race last year, you know, it, and and he I think he was truly the only person that could test uh, could Mayfield test and Mayfield at the nationals. But mm-hmm. it, it's like. It, before I was like, yeah, Tessman will win. No, it's like, eh, you know, yeah. So, uh, like the uh, no pick disrespect. I did, like now looks much more like like seeing all the other results in 2020, 2021, Like the PNB pick I did of him winning was actually quite crazy that I got it right because <laughs> that it, it should have been very unlikely looking at all the other results. And that was yeah. the only race where he looked like him, like he, his old self. All right, so I had Tessman on as a, my biggest loser, which which caused a lot of stir today. People didn't like me calling these guys the biggest losers. I'm not calling these guys losers. I'm just saying, coming out of the race, they're gonna sit there and contemplate their their result. And here's what some people. Here's I want to make something real clear too. Somebody said, "Oh, just making it a main is is a win." I was like, "No, it's not. This is these guys' job." Back when the main was yeah. ten people and you only bumped, you had only eight went straight through and two bumped up. Yeah, it was a big deal. Now 13, 12 people go straight through and three bump up. I'm cool with 15 car mains. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's not just good enough to make the main anymore. You got to, you know, you got to get up there and do some things. No, and, and if it's Worlds and it's like... If it's like Worlds, DA, Nationals, it's different. Yeah, it's different. But this is a race where, like, I'd say at least five of those guys in the main don't get paid. Mm-hmm. So like like being in the top 10 is that's like okay you're with your peers and mm-hmm. testament should be on the high end of it so fourth yeah. is average at best all right so let's touch on fifth co ogden co ogden is in my gray area he saved his ass this weekend by getting this fifth place but one he shouldn't have been in the b man and two he should be winning or at least top three in my opinion i just i just I want him to be. Maybe I should stop wanting him to be. Yeah, that's just that's start. what I'm. That's what I'm thinking as well. Because yeah. I or I said before, like maybe this is his level, and 
But I've seen, we've seen him, we've seen him, Max. We've seen him, we've seen him go so fast. Yeah. We've seen him go so fast. Maybe it's just that he needs the right uh, circumstances we can execute that. Uh, Yeah, it's simple. If he has David and Adrian around him, he's fucking fast. It's simple. Yeah, That's like it. like Manila in in RCGP or uh, Thunder Alley at RCGP or uh, last year Nationals uh, DNC, like these are races where he shows that he can compete with uh, David Ronnefolk and Ryan Mayfield and Ty Tesman on on Tesman's good day, mm-hmm. uh, and then he has results where he qualifies into the B and just scrapes the top five. It's yeah. It's hard to say. I don't really know. We I don't know what the issue is. And and now, yeah. as the number one driver, because I believe he is the number one driver and HB is like getting a proper salary. Remember, I said this on the live. It's easy to be that second third driver because you got somebody mm-hmm. like David Ronafalk who's going to get those results. But when you have to become, this is, this is where Cole, this is Cole's opportunity to become like a superstar. He can, he yeah, can, this is, this is his opportunity to become a Mayfield or a Cavalier. Yes, you know. So he 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 needs to take this opportunity. Uh, now I give him credit that he did not. I, we did not see the other. It's either you see the curl that dominates, or you see the curl that comes last. So he didn't do that. He came fifth. Uh, so he didn't completely blow out like he like sometimes that he's known to do. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not, we're not disrespecting Cole here. It's just he would, you know, he blows out. Like you know what I mean? This is no joke. Everybody seen it happen. So maybe there's hope. Maybe we'll see. But you know what? He has. He has Ryan Pavitas breathing on his neck. He has because look, I mean, let's just look how many HBs were in this. We had Cole Ogden, Pavitas, Mason Fuller, and Jackson Bronson. All those, that's four HBs in this main. There wouldn't have been four HBs in this main last year. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So, uh, he has his work cut out for him. Uh, okay, so one of my biggest winners was Joe Bornhorst. I know you don't agree with this, or did you? Um, I wouldn't call it a winner. I'd say the biggest will take it. <laughs> Yo, I think Joe you know. leaves this with a, a serious... Well, First, I think Joe has finally embraced the average Joe thing because he says he wants to be average Joe number one. Now, and let, yeah. let's be get something right. JQ will not even tie Joe Bornhorst's shoelaces right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he can't even <laughs> tie this guy's shoelaces and let alone beat him. Um, I think for Bornhorst, this is confidence build. This is what he needed. Okay, it's seventh, but he's the number one SRX driver. Because Spencer Hecker didn't make it main. Big loser for me. He beat all the guys that he had to fight, that that were fighting for his job at Techno. He beat them all besides <laughs> yeah. Tebow. You know, Tebow is the statesman of Techno. So he beats all his ex-teammates. In a, in a, so he wins. Like, for him, this is a win. I think this is a win for him. I think this is a good showing for S-Works. And I think he can take some... And he had a good showing in, in, in Nitro Truggy and a good show, decent showing in mm-hmm. E-Buggy. So I think for Joe, he goes out of this. Yes, it's a seventh, but you know he goes from a car like different. You know, from C Hub to you say it's not a big difference. C Hub to Pillarball, yeah, I think so. That not way around, maybe, I think it's worse. Uh, maybe not having like, the big support network that he had at Techno either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's this was a good result for yeah, Joe I for think, Joe Bornhorst. 
I think for if like if we put it into the context of this is his first race with S Works, then I think this is good, not great. You know, like it's good. Next race, if he does the same, then it's uh yeah, the next race yeah, after yeah. that, if he still does the same, then it's like okay, now you gotta step it up a bit, you know. But if next if it's if it's this the first race and a little bit better next race, then it's then it's then it's great. Like that's what it should be. And I think I, I saw I looked at the J, JC videos posted videos of Bornhorst and I saw uh, well I didn't actually didn't film it so that's probably the only thing I went off of but even that like in the practice runs his car looked very hard to drive mm. and talking to people who have since left S Works but driven S Works uh, fast drivers have said that the rear end is a bit iffy on the car and okay. that's exactly what I saw on Joe's car and I think. This is going to be, uh, like I said, from Pillowball to Seahub, it's a pretty easy change because those cars are more neutral. Seahub mm-hmm. cars are generally more neutral. Seahub, uh, Pillowball cars can have more steering in them, can have more corner speed if you turn them right, but the rear end is, is a bit iffy. And it S works with the super short arm. It has rear grip, but it's very sort of edgy and uh, not, not that uh, comfortable. So for him... Coming from Techno, which is a very lazy car, uh, in looking at it geomet- geometrically, uh, I think it this is going to be the biggest challenge: getting used to the fact that the car actually turns the way it de- does, and mm. the rear end is the way it is. Uh, so, <clears throat> if he gets uh, gets one with it, if he gets uh, sort of gets his in tune with the car. Uh, this uh, this is sort of a good start for that, I think. Yeah, and I just wanted to add, I have Spencer Heckard on <clears throat> as my biggest loser. He wasn't in the main. That's why Spencer Heckard usually makes these mains. So, oh yeah, and, and Brandon Rose was in. Uh, Jackson Bronson was in. Mm-hmm. Spencer Heckard should be beating both of these guys every day of the week, I think, because yeah, I agree. Like, he like a few years ago he he made mains already. Brandon Rose and Jackson Bronson just made their first big mains like last year. So, well, Rose yeah. has been making mains for a while now. Just, just yeah, but time. 18 car mains. It's <laughs> all right. I get Mason it. Mason Fuller, I think this is a neutral race for him. Uh, he kind of finished where he normally thought would finish with the TLR. I'm not too worried about Team Fuller. They'll get it right. Caden Fuller was really impressive this weekend. Uh, doesn't race as much as his, yes, his, I his think- elder brother. But I have, I think that may, I still stand by my statement that Mason Fuller will be the top HB driver by the end of the year. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say I agree, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. Mm-hmm. Because right now it seems like uh, Pavidis is getting along with the car uh, very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and if he keeps improving, I know he's like super into RC right now. He's like putting everything into it. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see even Ryan do it uh, if he if he keeps it up. Uh, Mason will be the obvious pick considering results last year. I think this weekend was just like things didn't just go his way. Like mm-hmm. TQ Truggy the first round, then a few bad rounds, ended up finishing was it third uh, in Truggy? Yeah, either way in, in the top five, uh, like. It's just like some things went his way, some things not. I think he'll get it right, as you said. But what you said about Caden, I think that's the biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. First big main for Caden, I think, at any race. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's made it before. Uh, I'm not sure. We have to go back and check. All right. Uh, I think he'd be a little bit disappointed, but he'll be happy because he was second, uh, second overall uh, techno driver, Seth Van Dalen, uh, an eighth. I gave him at neutral. Yeah. I put, I, I don't really have much to say. He was just, you know, the highest he got up to was seventh, sixth, fourth, second lap. It just, just wasn't his day. Uh, Tyler Jones. Now, Tyler Jones is somebody that we kind of have to talk about. Um, he, now, I know, I like, I like Tyler Jones, the dark horse, but he's another one that, you know, he's been given this opportunity. I believe he, he's uh, like a professional. He's getting paid to do this to an extent. I could be wrong, but yeah, at some point he's going to have to win, you know, this year. No, this year he has to have a win. I, I don't think. think like okay yeah he maybe has to win but I'd be happy to see him do like a few podiums in a row like because now it seems mm-hmm. he has a really good race then he's ninth then mm-hmm. he has a really good race then he's 12. it's like like that's something that if like pro drivers don't do that like <laughs> that's just how it should be and uh yes uh I still think the car is pulling him back a bit at times but Tebow finished third. Tebow is fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he should have been in the fight for fifth. Like, seventh should be where Jones was finished, uh, even in an off weekend, you know? But it's, also, I just want to say that he started fourth, and yeah. on the third lap, he was 12th. So he he, okay, he gathered but- himself. Uh, he just I think he just got way back there, and hard to dig yourself out of that hole, man. Very hard to dig yourself out of it. On a small track like this, too. Very hard to dig yourself out of that. So, but you know, this is racing and you're only as good as your, your last result. All right, Wiggins, I, I think he'd be happy. He would want better than 11th, but I think he can be happy with that. Ryan Lutz, the Kyosho man himself. Um, I think he had some issues. I don't think he finished with that. He him. flamed out. He flamed yeah. out. So he flamed out. He was in 12th, uh, but he flamed out on lap. Let's see. Do we have it here? Uh, I think... I think tracks like this don't really suit Lutz well, well, because... But he's won her before, I believe. No, no, but... Yeah, he had, okay, lap 27, but, but I mean, he had a long... He had a yeah, he has, he has won at SISD, but this this style, because mm, okay. it's it's bumpy, it's medium grip, and it's very technical. Because, yeah, Lutz is good at technical tracks, but he drives very aggressively. You can see, like, he slides the car a lot. On tracks mm-hmm. like this, where there's bumps, which you can clip it, uh, no way you can slide the car like that comfortably. He had one of the fastest laps of the main. I think second or third fastest fast lap. But he like when he drives like that, it's very hard to execute it on a track like this. And then he has to tone it down, which slows him down. Or then he has to make then then he keeps it the same and makes a lot of mistakes. So I think this style of track where like this is the sort of worst possible style for him uh mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised him very good at pmb because generally at pmb the dirt is more it has more moisture it keeps mm-hmm. together better so that's something i i will want to look forward to i think he can be a very fast there why not dnc as well again it's going to be bumpy but it's a permanent track so 
I think he struggles nighttime outdoor tracks. I think he struggles. Okay, with, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Mm -hmm. He always says that. So yeah, that might hinder him there. So, so but, I, I yeah, just wanted I, to get people a little yeah. clear. I'm not look. Ryan Lutz is still a high caliber racer, but let's not act like this is probably his last chance right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this is probably his, he's, he's 38 ish. He's going to be 40 by the time this contract's up. You know, um, I like people think he's going to rebirth Kyosho and all that type of stuff. I, I don't know if that's going to happen from talking to him. It's, it sounds like he's still going to be on his own at these races, you know? So, uh, I just, I know he would, he probably left something he had better than this. Maybe if he didn't have the flame out, it could have been a little bit better, but yeah, you know, I mean, he, I, just, I, he was ninth, uh, at one point before the, flame yeah. out, so he, he was probably going to finish in the pack of where Jones and mm -hmm, Wiggins mm -hmm. and those other guys were in. Uh, he would want better than this. Good. He would want better than this. Good. But I think, I think Chuggy and Ibuggy results were good. So that already shows that he's still driving wise. Mm -hmm. He's still there. It's just that, uh, track, uh, maybe not fully comfortable with the car yet. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's about it. No, I just wanted to touch on one person who I thought was kind of disappointing after a very promising 2021 Aiden Horn, <clears throat> but this is also his first race back since, yeah, um, so he didn't do AMS, did he? No, he didn't even do any. No, no, he skipped that. He was supposed so, to, but. Yeah, he hasn't done any eight scale racing since Southern Indoor Nationals. So, yeah, so yeah, I've done a lot of ten scale racing, but that's what he's originally signed up to do. So, but I, I think Aiden, you know, we, I guess after that second place at Nationals, we're expecting more, you know. But that's he hasn't thing, raced in a while because it's 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 harsh saying this, but the national results was a little too good to be true, really, because mm -hmm. like for him, because before that made a few mains uh i don't think he even had a top five at any of these big races i could be wrong but i can't really remember uh finishing second and actually surprisingly competitive with mayfield's pace uh yeah that's a dream result for him but that track clearly suited him he was pretty fast all week and uh after that no not not like results like that not even close so i think that sort of it sort of uh it looks a bit off when he finishes uh down low like this he had issues obviously in the main uh but yeah i don't i think he's he isn't especially in eight scale he isn't a driver who he isn't like tyler jones or like guys like this because I, 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 I don't say this is like a lose race for him. This is just like, okay, he's getting back to Nitro again. He's trying to get into a rhythm and stuff like that. I don't think this is sort of a, I, don't, I wouldn't put him on the loser, lo losers list. Unmute, you're mute. I'm muted. <laughs> I think I did put him on my loser list. I can't remember, but. Uh... Yeah, but that that's, some, that's one I disagreed on for sure, because okay. he's, He's a 10 scale guy, at least uh, until now. And I think the Nationals results is, is sort of uh, is sort of throwing us off a bit. Okay. Of, of I, could, I could agree with that. I could live with that. All right, Max. Um, man, I don't know what to say. Uh, Jackson Brunson, so-so. I didn't really expect much from Brunson, you know. But putting it in the main, I would say him making the main is good, you know, uh, out of his 
maybe could have done a little bit more. Uh, and poor Brandon Rose, like breaking. That's his. That's his thing. Though is always either flaming or breaking something. Unfortunately, but man, hail to the king, Ryan Mayfield, right now, king of RC in America, right now, right, best driver in the world, I would say, right now, because no, you know, so it's right David now, or, David or David Ronnie Ongaro, like they like David Ronnie and Ongaro both would have beat him at this race. All right, so do we want to go on and talk about the couple of things that I disliked about this race, or do we want to just go? Because now everybody's like, oh, yeah, Mayfield road to Renavon. He's going to be so good and all this stuff. I just want to kind of. If he drives I, like this, then no. 100%. No, no way. No way. He's no. And I, I think people don't understand how difficult Renavon is compared to this track. Renavon's about four of these tracks, number one. And, yeah, and, the, and it's like you can't make mistakes like Mayfield did here. No, you know, no, not at Redavon, not with corner speed yeah. needed. If you make, if you, if you back off too much, yeah, and slowed on, you're gonna get overtaken by three or four guys at this track. If if it stays yeah. similar to how it is now, yeah, and you know, because the, the way like especially like Rana fucking Ongaro who drive full speed from first lap to the end, like Mayfield has these times where he sort of lifts off a bit. Did you can see where? Rivkin was clearly catching up, and then Mayfield sort of got back into it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with Ongaro or Ronafort. <laughs> no, no, no. Or <laughs> like Kanas, or any of that. these guys. They're going to yeah, make you I pay. Mean, Kanas, yeah, even Kanas, and on a good day, Berton too. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, he, like, he definitely, but I'm putting, I'm, I'm still convinced that first race of the year, he's warming up. That's yeah, me too. So, all right, real quick, DNC is next big race for these guys where they all get together. Hopefully we see the Europeans there. Uh, Mayfield and Ronafalk uh, have won either uh, uh, the DNC buggy main since 2018. Maybe we went. Uh, nobody else has won it, mind you. Ronafalk wasn't there last year, and then in 2019, Ronafalk broke himself. Didn't he win 2020? Who? Ronafalk. Ronafalk. Ronafalk won 2018. Mayfield won 2019. Mayfield won 21. No, I no, but 2020. Yeah, he did. Won. He ran 2020. He did. Yeah, run a fuck. I said that. Well, he would have run okay. 2019 if he didn't hit the light post. Yeah, wasn't it like but, a generator or something? Yeah, would have, should have, shouldn't have. So yeah. uh, I think, I think, and, and I noticed that Mayfield was not using his nighttime body at this race. So DNC is just a whole different animal. Big track, rough, night racing, you know, different track yeah. conditions. It's gonna be. Wait. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun to see what goes on. Run a fuck for sure because, like, if he was running HB, uh, I would be like, I would be still picking him like number one. But now with Mayako, it's like I know how good the car is. Uh, the only thing is that I'm sort of why I'm sort of like hesitant on picking him to win at, or pick him as a favorite is that it's a new car for him like even mm-hmm. if the car is good like having the perfect setup and at dnc you need you need to trust the car to mm-hmm. be fast so that's something that could uh, sort of be a tough thing for him for sure yeah uh, ongaro i like i even with the new ae even if he runs the american style setup with five hole pistons and uh like a little bit more forgiving front end or like linear front end i still don't see ongaro like challenging these guys at dnc in quali yes for yes. sure 
uh, in Maine. To I think it's going to be too difficult. It's just maybe he maybe may makes a change. I heard that this new AE car might be C-Hub. Is that true? Oh no way! They have I think less KPI, but I think that's okay. About it. Just making sure. All right. Um, anything you wanted to add about SIC? I just want to say kudos to uh, Mark Santamaria was there. He had a big presence. His son won e Sportsman e buggy. Oh man, he had fewer people on the internet go crazy. Um, I think it was a great race. I okay, so I do have some gripes. Like I know it's and people would say it's not for me. I'm not in 18 hour days and I'm not into those long ass lines that you have to wait for practice, which I think is just ridiculous. I'm glad I don't race these races, but man, it was a long freaking day. I was up at 1130 struggling to watch PM to watch the um, Nitro buggy main and they had more races to go. I was like, uh, uh, I almost turned it off for the Nitro buggy main. That's how tired I was. Uh, I, I think you know, for me, that I we have to rant. We have to give them a rant. We have to give them some some credit. Hey, you know, kudos to Dave and this guys for putting on. They put on probably the best mm -hmm. indoor races in the world. You know what I mean? But man, I think you know, Kino. Well, I I don't like the rant today because we have been very negative. So I have a suggestion. Yeah, I think we've been positive. Well, we have been like no no way what we say people think we're negative. So I know no. I have the feeling in my in my sort of uh yeah negativity sensor is pinging my negativity sensor is pinging because the post you did today people are already kind of like anxious so yes. i want to bring some sort of positivity into this. Okay, so go during ahead. the main during the main the announcer said we want to grow the moving cameras thing uh um we want to share the, share the live and people did we had all over a thousand viewers and clearly they they have got the message so they know what the message is the camera work by the guy uh at times he seems a bit lost i don't know who it is if it's an rc guy or someone else but when he's like when he was rivkin and mayfield battling the camera work was actually really good mm -hmm. so i think the issue is he doesn't really know what to film and uh generally the best thing to do is just find a battle follow it for a lap or two but what he keeps doing often is just switching cars which is mm -hmm. Uh, generally, that's not good. Just keeping one car, keeping one or two laps, switch to another one. If 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 it's a battle in the lead, obviously go to then. Like you can switch like from something else. But apart from that, the camera work is much better than I found before. So positives, and they actually had cameras for the main. So in my books, mm -hmm. this is already I would not say acceptable, but this is improvement i like this this is a step i agree forward. so i agree with you. having having camera work for the mains i think that can be good enough i don't think we necessarily no, we need don't we don't cameras for qualifying no well we do for top reads top heats no yeah, i just want to it's not like i i think this yes is, i i, I can yes. accept this if this okay, is what we get cool i can that. accept this for now so this is you know? this is what they do every race though top heats and this is this that, listen it, can i finish that's good not as good. No, this was this better and than AMS this. are the two races on this on this on this race uh, that these races do that are small enough. You only need one moving camera. That's what they had, right? And I like the pit lane camera because we got to see those all. All right, I gotta say it, Mitch. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say you. <laughs> I, I, I said you are now internet famous. I know. I can see Mitch is just like so confused, and he ran and put the fuel in the head. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, Mitch. And so many people have messaged me and sent me that, but we wouldn't have saw that. We wouldn't have saw, like, cool. I like seeing the pits. So here was what I was thinking. I don't want to rant without giving solutions. So here I am. I'm going to give Dave some solutions how we fix this, right? It's not, look, I get it. They want to get views and all that stuff. If they wait for money from YouTube, we will probably get proper equipment and people 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Because they just like to build up these subs and to make a bunch of money off YouTube costs a lot of money. What I did see was two and a half hours of PMB commercials, right? For the whole two days that I watched this. So every time there was a break, there was a PMB commercial, right? What Dave needs to do, and if I was a sponsor of this event, because if you go to DNC, it's not, okay, we have to get over it's just for the people at the race. People are watching this online. That's more exposure right there. As a sponsor of this event, you want to get as much optimum exposure as you can. Instead of having two and a half hours worth of PMB ads over and over and over again, Dave can be selling these advertising spots to these sponsors. He can then charge them so their ads are getting played while they're racing. He can then hire two more people because this is this is how easy it is he does not have to get live rc in because here's something that they said i I showed this to you let me bring it up and this is i call bs on this i call utter and what is what maximum bullshit is that what the the guy said when he got taken out that time this is maximum bullshit the rc guy the on-road guy (laughs) oh yeah this is a runoff welker yeah yeah so so Oh, race no, time it's actually at, on, uh, it's other one other uh, other German it's guy. the other guy the blonde guy rainer or something like that uh, yeah yeah okay so yeah. race Sorry. time was on the youtube chat and one this was sent to me and they go he goes they were answering somebody i'm having a crew and equipment to run moving cams all weekend cost ten thousand dollars outright and prov- provides us no benefit whatsoever but that's where you're wrong race time it provides benefits to your sponsors it provides benefits to people who might want to come to your race. So here's what you do. You know, look, they got they got a few guys that they can use for this. They can bring mod in. It, what it needs is some organization. It, it They don't need a whole much more equipment. They need people there. They need vampires. So they got Jacob. They got Dave. That's who's doing it right now, right? Mm-hmm. So what they need to do is bring somebody like mod in who's good at streaming this stuff and knows how to do it. Or they can bring, like, Lance McDonald's guy who does all his stuff for um, his arts, Florida RC championships and did all the work for the, the Florida carpet championships, Danny and his brother, and they can work with Dan, they can work with Jacob. And then you have three people. I'm not saying we need moving cams for every minute of the race. You know what I mean? But definitely some better cameras and some better, and they can be doing interviews and stuff like this. And this, you can, you can then take that advertising time instead of playing that PMB commercial a thousand times over the weekend. You know what I mean? This could have been income coming in to pay for that coverage and make more money for his race and give sponsors more, uh, more exposure than what they need. I'm giving him the answer right now. You don't need, you don't need, you're not going to get five. You're not going to get a hundred K followers on Facebook. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get a hundred K subs because this is long form. Nobody's going to, 
only us idiots are going to sit there and watch this for eight hours. You know what I mean? So um, it's kind of like this podcast. I gave up on the fact that this was going to make money on YouTube because nobody's going to sit through two hours of us rambling or Moronga. So this is what he does. It's so simple. Like charge people for that. You know what I mean? Get from these companies some money. Say, hey, you want, instead of having that PNB commercial, this could be your BTRC commercial. This can be your TNR fuels commercial, all this type of stuff. And then that would pay for just some better coverage, another camera, the manpower to have proper video uh, camera guys up there. See, I ranted and I gave a solution. Yeah, and I think I think I like I like the way you said it. But to me, like it can be even simpler. You don't have to fly someone in like mod. These these you guys are close. In. These guys are close. It needs organization. You need to be able to say, hey, when we was with RCGP, when I worked with RCGP, when you was racing, and we would be like, hey, Ash. Or Zach, follow that car, and they will be able to follow it. That, that's what they need. You need somebody else to be able to do that. You know what I mean? The camera yeah, guy needs direction. Oh, he does, yes. But, I mean, he could be just following the race director. It's like we have done this in Finland, and the mm -hmm. quality of these live streams has been incredibly good. I, 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 can, I can post some and post it to non-MRC Facebook, and people can see it's one guy and then race director. That's it. They do mm -hmm. a live stream. That's it, and it's really good quality. I need to find the link because I don't know if it's still up on YouTube. But it's one camera, one guy, and the quality is very good. You can see everything that's going on is really good racing, and it's actually fun to look at. And this is done like these guys do it for free. Maybe someone pays them a hundred bucks or something. You don't need ten k to do <clears throat> good enough, like <clears throat> acceptable. Videos, I'm not expecting. Know? I don't expect live RC full on RCGP coverage. I'm not asking for that. Yeah. I get no. that. I'm not maybe maybe for his PMB race or maybe for AMS. Yes. But not for these races. But it's so simple and he could two more people that's all he needs and he could get this paid for and make yeah. more money and give and that, his sponsors yeah. more value. The th the thing is like he could easily make money off of a few sponsors by doing this. Easily. Yes. He could say yes. we have 1000 people watching this. Exactly. Uh, and like how That's many so good. how many dollars per view uh, like yeah. and he could easily make a few hundred uh bucks per sponsor by doing i agree like, with you it's easy. so easy i actually don't know how this i didn't think of this sooner like what it was i got tired of watching the pmb commercial that's what it was i was yeah. like and i just said this could be product placement and and making money and, and the pmb commercial isn't making any money People that are going to go to that race are going to go to it anyway. You know, I know what they want to break that thousand entry fee limit. That's what they want. Oh yeah. Anywho, I, I, get, I get that. But also one, one more uh, to continue on this subject of giving solutions. Uh, this is actually a really, I feel a really good one. Yeah. How do we fix that stupid long line? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So because make no mistake, Tebow took a video of that line for a reason. To show how silly it is he, because he doesn't like it and he says it's immoral he yeah. says people, not moral for his because he says people get people to stand in line and it shouldn't it shouldn't be fair on his level as a pro level it's not fair to the pro guys oh no and i i've heard from a lot of people that uh a lot of these guys who run in the pro class sometimes might even make the main here and there just cut the line straight out just cut it not even a guy waiting for them. They just go talk to their friend and, oh, I'm now here. Just straight up cut the line, drive many times in a row, and don't even, don't even marshal. 
And they, these are guys who are sponsored. These mm -hmm. are guys who sometimes make the A main and mm -hmm. actually have sort of at least should have some responsibility in the in the business. These are not like uh, beginners or these are not like maybe full pros or whatever. But now coming into the solution part. So right now the issue is that the only way to get on to drive is to, to, to pick your spot on the line. So there's like you pick a spot by standing there. And how it goes is people drive five minutes, it switches, people drive five minutes, it switches. So instead of people standing there, what if you had a list of, of drivers? And when you, when you put your entry in, you say, I want to be on the track at this time. And you check your mark. Every single driver has, let's say, three runs per class or whatever. And you check your time. If you come in an entry late, you obviously have less places to check your time in. And if you don't, if you are like, if you don't have a spot to go in, you can go see if there's an empty spot on a driver's stand, wait for an empty spot and go fill it. This way you avoid the line. You can keep the open practice system, which I don't really like. But if people really want it to be this, if, if race time doesn't want to organize heats or anything, this is the easiest possible way. Just mm -hmm. have a list where people check in. I want to be here. Uh, this time I'm going to be on the track. They go there and there's going to be one guy checking the same guy who now announces switch the drivers. That guy goes there. When the other heat is on the track, he goes there, looks at the list. There's going to be 15 or 20 guys or how many are in these practice heats. And he goes through all of them who's waiting to drive. And he says, okay, one guy's missing. We need one more guy from the next heat. And then someone can fill it up. So you always have full heats. Uh, no one has to wait in line. And you have a list of who should be on there. This is this is super easy. Like one minute before the switch, a guy goes with the list, checks, is this you, is this you, is this you? 15 guys, okay, check. This is this full switch. Then next seat, the same thing. Only thing you have to do is when you enter the race, you pick when you want to be on the track. That's it. Or nothing more. Or they can do like I've seen in other races where you have punch cards and you get that too. Some, yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, it takes Anything. manpower and it takes it. Just let no, uh, for the life of me, I can't manpower. see how standing in That's that damn line. I for me, for the life of me, I can't see how standing in that that line for forty minutes is is fun. I I just can't see it. You know, and I'm, I'm so glad I don't race. I don't race anyway, so I'm so glad I don't race. It doesn't take manpower because already there's a guy who says, now you switch heats. Why doesn't that guy go there instead of instead of just saying switch heats, he goes there, punches the cars, gets in the microphone, switch heats. Then he goes, just whatever. Again, after whatever, five minutes, he does the same thing. It's not, he's, it's the same guy can do both. It's not, it's not nothing more than that. It's not more manpower. That's just an excuse. And this is a very simple solution. Uh, this keeps the open practice format. Everyone has their full day of practice. It's it's free and goes or whatever. And now when you actually have a list of the names, if people don't marshal, you can maybe actually uh, get who didn't marshal and go say, hey, maybe don't do that next time. Or you don't get yeah, your practice. Yeah, I agree. That was another th thing. Nobody wanted to marshal after practicing yeah. and stuff. Oh, it was It was... They were missing Marshall because eight. I'm sorry that I get it why people like that three day format, but man, that's that's just too long. Eighteen hour days, but people go. No, but so I mean, that's all that matters. Thing is, 
the thing is it's clear that they they are afraid of straying away from this format but at least try to do small things to make yes, it more yes, fun for yes. the people yeah i agree this is, they don't this have is, to make it a cap race yeah they, they don't have to, they make don't it have to do this to every race but at least do something to because these fixes aren't it's not hard to do like it's like it's not a manpower issue to for someone to go in there punch the cars and yell in the microphone okay switch heats that's that's exactly the same thing he does now but just he doesn't go there punch the cars like he has to walk a bit more okay but for the guy who needs some uh workout so he can get yeah. his workout at the but same time. with that said i did enjoy the race uh i was happy that we did get some coverage of it i was happy with the level of coverage i enjoy listening to lance it makes the racing exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah that's good. Just like the practice thing, a little tweak here and there, a little bit of manpower with that, you, you can turn that into making money. You know what I mean? And yeah, and stuff like that. That's and, just my thoughts. It, it, I know yeah, Dave's going to get angry at me because I, I'm criticized the race, but. No, but I think, I think like if he gets angry at this, I think it's on him because we have, we haven't been, oh, you did a shitty job. You did this. Like I'm saying, what you can do and what you can do to improve. Mm -hmm. We have already mm -hmm. said what you should do. Now we're saying maybe try something like this. Like, like if he wants to keep to his own thing, okay, yeah, do it. But at least do do this because this is this is not this is not hard. This is, doesn't change the fundamentals of what you're doing. This is just something that makes it easier for everyone and more fun for everyone. And it's not like a because cap entry races and raising the entry fee and stuff like that, it's a, it's a risk in business terms. Mm -hmm. Although long term, it's gonna make you most likely more money, happier customers, so on, so on. But short term, it's always a risk to change your business style. This doesn't change much. These suggestions we've given today doesn't cost you much. Maybe you lose a hundred bucks for a cameraman if you don't get sponsors or whatever. But that's yeah. <laughs> that's hundred bucks. Come on. It's not ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not expecting you to have time. like scotty ernst and tyler hooks no, and a five no. camera i'm not expecting that but you can get that you can get a, a better coverage and you could get it paid for and make some money off it so mm -hmm. I, I hope that hey if we see a change we know where you heard it first yeah <laughs> anywho um, they just kind of need to change that attitude too from from you know there's no benefit for us, but there is benefit for you because there people is. all around the world, the people all around the world are watching your race and mm -hmm. more people, more people are watching these races now and it, you can get more money. You can provide a better service for your sponsors because I'll be honest with you. Like nobody cares about banners around a track at the race. Everybody's there racing their cars, what they want to be doing and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's people outdoors who say, oh, wow, this company sponsored this or somebody just stumbling on that sort. So. All in all, I'm glad I enjoyed the first big race of the season. Um, we have the, like I said, we have the TNR A main challenge coming up this weekend. I don't know if we're going to have many pro guys there, but it's still a good race. Lots of giveaways. The, the nationals warm up is this weekend. I doubt we're going to have coverage, but it'd be good to see some video from there, but our next big race max and our first race on the NNRC cup Europe cup race is montpellier yes so we'll so, be covering that and that's our mm -hmm. first european uh nnrc cup race is it this week already no they have the warm-up it's in february oh okay yeah, yeah that's what i thought yeah so, so this weekend is yeah actually because i was talking to mao and he's going to help uh 
Alex Anketin, who is the uh, Mayaka driver as well. So it hasn't been really officially announced, but he's that. announced. Oh, he announced in the uh, people watch uh, who watched the live stream watch this show. So oh, by the way, thank you announced. to all the two hundred people that stayed and watched JQ and I for two hours and forty five minutes the other night. By the way, that was one of the most um, what do you call discombobulated and catastrophous uh, <laughs> lives I ever seen because you two were just fighting <laughs> all the time. But it was a lot of fun to see. So yeah, it was fun. fun now he's sick. So, <laughs> yeah. Jakey's been sick for the last few days. Um, all right, Max, I don't have much more to add. I look forward to Montpellier. I look forward to the racing this weekend. We have a freaking busy four months of RC. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to Race Time and All Down Glass for putting on a good race. Shout out to Mark Santamaria. I enjoyed his video there. And shout out to Ryan Mayfield, man. He's out there killing it. Like, I mean... What can you say? Like, he's just Mayfield in the whole entire field. He's got these guys shook, man. He's got them shook. But somebody's going to get yeah. him. I think I think Fend and Tebow and Rifkin are coming for him. And they're, and Tasman, when he gets on form. And Cole yeah, can I beat him. See, I want to see more from Rifkin. Because... If Is this, this your inner AE fanboy coming out? No. No, not, not really. I just... <laughs> because the, the, it, this showed some promise. Like, yeah, like first it time... Did. First time I was actually a bit impressed by Rivkin because usually when he's not out front at the start, he just he finishes second or third. Now, okay, he finished second, but like he was at, at least he was almost there. Like he was fighting yeah. for it. He he got by a few times and yeah. So first time I've seen anything like this from Rivkin. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree there. I enjoyed it. We got a lot of racing coming up. That's all I know. I think that's it, Max. We ain't even supposed to do this for hour, but of course, we've been a whole hour overboard. Yeah. Good thing this wasn't like a whole podcast. This is our new format: Monday, Tuesday releases of race related news, and then we have a full interview coming on this week. Our guest is Jackson Brunson, as well as your questions, and we might have a live with Tebow this weekend. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll just get him on to get a recap of his race and see how that went. But yeah, Max, thank you for your time. I know it's getting late there in uh, Finland. Thank you to the NNRC squad around the world for, uh, for you know, just supporting us. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you to the patrons of the podcast. If you wish to become a patron, every little bit helps. There's a link for that in the written description of this podcast. Thank you to those guys. Um, don't worry, people. I'm still working on getting everybody's Christmas gifts out. You know, everybody's busy. So, you know, it's, you know giving out gifts is kind of the last, <clears throat> the last thing they want to do. When, they got, when they're busy first thing of the year. And um, yeah, shout out to all the awesome companies that support us, man. We can't do it without these guys either. Shout out to InvisibleSpeed.net. Check them out. Make your, get your racing better. Check out Invisible Speed. Uh, the price has been dropped as well. High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Mayako, Mayako Movement, uh, Lugs Racing Tires, JQSM, uh, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willis Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, JTP RC, uh, RCGP, House of RC. Don't forget that the signups are opening for them soon. Get on the House of RC, make your profile, it makes your sign up so much easier. And I want to say a special shout out to my boy RC Kevin. Uh, and of course, we, hey Max, we have drivers now. Like real drivers, like. Not just you running my decals. I'm not saying that you're not a real driver. 
You know what I'm saying? Not saying that you're not a real driver. What? We have like I've real pro real drivers driver. now. You know, the Viking, uh, Alex Hagberg, I think Tebow is on board. I don't know. I think we're friends. And um, <laughs> uh, maybe some other guys. But I really appreciate that. And shout out to those guys because they, they put a lot of time and they give me their time for the podcast. Max, I think that's it. Go get some sleep. We have some questions to answer later oh. on this week. And uh, It was fun to be back, dude. Super yeah, fun. you needed a break. So I did. Yeah. I hope but, I wasn't as arrogant as last year. No, Probably you was very less though. arrogant than I thought you would be. You know, now that you're... <laughs> You're back with no repercussions on the, you know, so all good. You know what, dude? I think that's it for today. Remember, everybody, nitrous the glory. E-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Max in the arrogant one. Oh, no. Max the arrogant one and lefty are <laughs> out. I almost forgot. Yeah. You said me. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.
crushing so bad. <laughs> 